Welcome to episode four of Strength and Bonds, an async Twilight Imperium podcast. I'm your host, BLT, and my kids are still asleep, so we'll see how this goes. Um, once the oldest wakes up, he's probably going to want to do a couple more turns of Twilight Inscription, which I didn't think he'd ever want to play with me, but he's kind of on a phase where he wants to learn how to play every game on my shelf, and this one's definitely on the shelf, um, and it's a good time. It's got the different factions. It's got some puzzly stuff. Definitely not Twilight Imperium. But anyway. One omission from last week on the bottom announcements channel, Hadouken announced a pretty cool change. Uh, the bot that we all use for async Twilight Imperium has always been pretty amazing, but it's always, always been kind of closed source. Uh, you can get in there and, and help if you vouch that you're a developer and stuff, but it's never been made public, but it is now. It's been opened up. It's on GitHub. So if you're just curious about how it's built, what it looks like, or if you want to contribute a feature or some of your own homebrew or anything else, that is now possible. Uh, definitely check out the bot announcements channel for that, but I'll also put the link to the bot and GitHub in the show notes. Um, in an errata from last week, I said last week that TTS and TTPG, that's Tabletop Simulator and Tabletop Playground, that they host about 90 or 100 games per month combined, but that was wrong. <laughs> A big Al Cappuccino let me know. The correct number is between 200 and 300 per, mo per month uh, for those two combined. That report results via anonymous stats. So there may be a bit more to go before Async's the number one platform for online Twilight Imperium, but the way it's growing, um, I still think that's probably coming at some point. Best thing I saw this week. Um, so this is a bit of an abbreviated week. I'm actually recording this on Tuesday. Um, won't release it till later to keep my schedule going, but I'm going on a trip this week, so I'm just getting this out of the way ahead of time. But the best thing I saw this week was Somno pointed out to me um, a time that Tactical Bombardment was actually used to win a game. Um, tactical Bombardment is an action card. It is not very good. I'll read it to you. It says, choose one system that contains one or more of your units that have bombardment. So that's uh, usually a Dreadnought or a War Sun. Exhaust each planet controlled by other players in that system. Okay, so the number of times that you have a War Sun or a Dreadnought over a planet that you don't control, in my experience, is it's pretty rare. Uh, it's not never, but, you know, if you brought a War Sun or a Dreadnought, chances are pretty decent that you did that to take the planets in that system. Um, so this is a stall. You are allowed to play it um, in a system that just has one of your Dreadnoughts, even if it doesn't have another person's planet in it. So that's semi-useful. But um, but in PBD 963, Joel Nar was above Mechatol Rex. Uh, I don't know the whole story. They hadn't been able to actually take Mechatol Rex. But they were above Mechatol Rex and played Tactical Bombardment, exhausting Mechatol Rex, which prevented Sar from scoring uh, Hold Vast Reserves. That's, I think that's the 666 one for the two-pointer. Um, ended up putting Sar off of that by one influence. <laughs> so, um, so that's cool. Got to see an action card actually do something, something useful. Weird Game Mode of the Week. So the Weird Game Mode of the Week... Um, and keep sending in your your suggestions for this because I love hearing about these. I've got a couple in the hopper, uh, but definitely keep sending these in. I'd love to do this as long as I keep finding out about weird game modes. The weird game mode of this week is odds and evens. So if you want to check this out, um, 
you can check out PBD 1303-1303. Liver Squatch recently put together a game for this. Um, it was Kiako, I hope I said that right, that brought it to my attention to talk about this. Um, so this is called Odds and Evens. So each faction in the game is piloted by two players. And essentially, each player makes every alternating decision, and they cannot talk to each other. Right, so, so on even turns, only the even player can do stuff. And on odd turns, only odd player can do stuff. All the odd players and all the different teams can talk, and all the even players and all the different teams can talk, but they cannot talk to each other. <laughs> so so there's, there's no coordination explicitly between the two teammates. Um, there's no negotiation between you know, the odd person on one team and the even person on another. So you're almost like living in two different worlds happening at the same time. It, happen, uh, it also applies to agendas. Scoring objectives, choosing strategy cards. Um, so apparently, the uh, the original idea came from Old Wolf Thirty back in July of twenty twenty two. So that was before I joined the server. I think when did I join the server? Yeah, I joined the server about a year ago. It looks like. So. Uh, I think this is a really cool idea. <laughs> I, I should have tried to get in on this game. This is how I want Community Plays TI to work. I haven't talked about Community Plays TI a whole lot yet. It is usually done asynchronously, so it, I may talk about it more at some point, but Community Plays TI is just where you get a whole bunch of people on teams and they play Twilight Imperium as teams. And I always was drawn to the idea because I thought it would be kind of like this odds and evens mode where you know people are negotiating with the different teams and whoever's awake, whoever's online, just takes a turn. <laughs> it just does what they think makes the most sense. And I think that would be a lot of fun. But instead, my experience with the community plays TI is everyone's kind of waiting around for consensus and wants to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And I, I obviously get that that's a dominant strategy in a game. But I, anyway, I think that this odds and evens mode is very cool. So remember, so if you want to check that out, it's PBD 1303. And you can check out who's, uh, who's in that game. All right. Let's get to the tech of the week. The last two techs of the week were yellows. We've done Graviton Laser Systems and Sarwink Tools. Hoping for something not yellow. But I'm shuffling my deck here. Do not know what I'm going to pick. There we go. It is Destroyer 2. Now, this is a good one. Um, Destroyer 2. I'll just read it quick. Automated defense turrets. It has cost 1. Combat 8, move 2, 2 red prerequisites, and anti-fighter barrage 6 times 3. Um, in the async server, this is mostly referred to as a stroder rather than a destroyer. Probably because it's faster to type, but also because it is awesome. Brassbird recently did a long spiel on... Stroders and why they're awesome. It was not in the async server. I will link it in the show notes as well. And I was persuaded. Um, destroyers by themselves only cost one. They do have anti-fighter barrage. It doesn't usually hit because it's usually nine times two, but six times three is pretty guaranteed to hit you know one or two uh, fighters. So if you can get a couple of destroyer twos in your fleet and take out a bunch of the other person's fighters. You know, hit points is really what wins you combats. And so, you know, the lowly destroyer not only starts hitting on an eight instead of a nine now, which is 
decent. Uh, but again, that anti-ferritor barrage can be really helpful in taking out a bunch of the enemy's fighters before you even get a hit. And again, it just costs one, so you can use it for like anything. You can just plug things with it. You can destroy or two. The main thing is just that it's two reds. Um, most games I'm playing, I don't feel like I have enough tech tempo to go get destroyer two. Um, I also just personally am not a very fighty person. Uh, I like to have enough ships and plastic and cardboard to make sure I don't look too easy to attack. Um, but it's hard for me to prioritize unit upgrades on a lot of mine, unless it's like carrier two or something just to be able to move stuff around. So I admit, I do not research this that often, but I always like to, I'm always happy when I, when I have it. So that is destroyer two. Like I said, I will put brass birds ode to the Stroder in the show notes for everyone to enjoy. And yeah, look at just looking at the card right now. That's a beautiful card. Thank you. Not a yellow destroyer too. Very, 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 very good. Okay, weird rules thing of the week. This one I admit is not that weird, but I just I keep seeing questions about it, so I'm just gonna put it up here. A little community service, little uh, public service announcement. The Crown of Amphidia is a relic. I will read it. After you perform a tactical action, you may exhaust this card to explore one planet you control. Pretty cool. I always like exploring, exploring's fun. At the end of the status phase, if you control the tomb of Amphidia, you may purge this card to gain one victory point. So the Tomb of Amphidia is an attachment that you would find on a cultural planet. So the idea here with the crown is that you can kind of go hunting for it. Um, so what's the rules thing? So people keep asking when the when the bot does score the, the, the scoring objectives phase, how do I score the Crown of Amphidia? You don't. You don't score the Crown of Amphidia while you're scoring objectives. It's at the end of the status phase. And so the bot is actually waiting for that. It's waiting for you to do your tokens. It's waiting for a new objective to get revealed. It's waiting for all the other things. And then I promise you a button will appear that will let you auto score the or the, the Crown of Amphidia. So look for that. Be patient. Um, not that weird, I know. But like I said, I just keep seeing it. So that's my, my, my little weird rules uh, thing of the week. Okay, a few more updates from around the server, and then we'll we'll wrap this up for this week. So Async Tournament 2 continues to have games finishing up. Um, notably, I did not win my game, uh, but I, uh, I'm proud of those people who did. So game 19 had Cody TCT win as Yin in the in-control slice. Game 29 had John Joe win as Necro in out-of-control. And game 16 finished with Jerazera or Jera winning as a, as Soul in Out of Control. So congrats to those winners. We're starting to really put together a, a good semifinalist batch here. I know there's still plenty of games left to go. And so if you're in one of those games, go ahead and uh, take your turn. Async rank. I mentioned this last week that we're having this new async rank that's kind of alongside the Twilight Imperium Global League or TIGL. We already have five people at rank one. Um, we're calling rank one Minister. That's the name we're giving to that in honor of the first person to reach that rank, which was McMinister. Um, so remember, anyone who wins a TIGL game and doesn't already have a rank will go to rank one. And then in order to rank past that, you're going to need to play a game with everyone at your rank or higher. So you'd need six people at rank one or higher, and then you could advance to rank two. Um, 
which they're starting to put together already. The first five ministers are McMinister, Official Dave Account, New New 145, Momo, and Fist. Um, so see if you can get in there as that sixth person, and they're going to have a game right away to see who will be our first agent. I think that's going to be the naming scheme we're going to use for the next three ranks is Agent, Commander, Hero. Because at least it, uh, it, you know, people know what the order of those mean in their head from, from, the, from the game. Speaking of TIGL generally, there's only a couple weeks left in this TIGL season. It would be pretty cool if somebody could knock off whoever the current leader is before then. So that uh, that person doesn't get too, too, uh, too big ahead. Recent bot updates. Discord finally fixed that iOS issue with the buttons. If you're still having that issue, update Discord. Um, or uninstall, reinstall, whatever you need to do. But update Discord, and that has been fixed. Um, and just keep checking out that bot updates channel, because Vin keeps automating more stuff. Like a, uh, like a champ. All right, that is the episode for this week. I, my kids did not come in to bug me. I was sure they would. They probably think I'm on a work meeting, which would make no sense at this time of day. I'm not going to worry too much about that. Um, enjoy your async. Take your turns and be cool.